Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter, where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self-care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money, and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Great. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where we talk about all things mommy. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to the amazing Amankaya from La Paz, Bolivia. And we're going to be talking about birthing as you please. So this is talking about birth. We've talked about postpartum. Now we're talking about the process of birth and trusting yourself as a woman. So I am looking forward to this podcast, this episode. As you know, I am Cecile Edwards, the creative director of Mommy Evolve, and of course, the host of the Mommy Matters podcast. And I look forward to hearing your responses about this particular conversation. And of course, I want you to uh, be able to support Amakaya on her process of creating this wonderful book. And we'll talk about it. We'll get into it and the power and the purpose of it shortly. So before we do that, Amakaya, I would love for you to introduce yourself to talk a little bit about yourself um, so we know who you are. Okay. So thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, it's an honor. Um, I am I'm in La Paz, Bolivia. Uh, I'm a birth artist. Uh, I'm writing the book Birth As You Please. It's a birth stories art book that gathers uh, uh, pregnancy portraits and, and birth stories of 21 women all over the world. And I am crowdfunding for it on Indiegogo. The campaign finishes in three days. On Sunday, it's the last day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and given that tomorrow is Mother's Day, I want to say to all mothers, Happy Mother's Day. And yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yes, Happy Mother's Day. I say Happy Mother's Month because <laughs> yes, it should be Happy Mother's Year. Actually, Happy Mother's <laughs> Year. Okay, because no one would exist if it were not for <laughs> our graciousness. You're right. Using yes. our bodies and our spirits to cultivate these lives. But anywho. I could go on and on about that. <laughs> so I think that it's so fascinating that you're, you call yourself a birth artist and that you are self-taught. So you taught yourself. Mm-hmm. I did. It was, um, I started really painting uh, for myself. It was my, you know, my need to express myself in an artistic manner. Mm-hmm. in a private artistic manner and it has evolved through the years i started uh, around 23 years old mm-hmm. and i'm now 36 so so yeah um i guess i had influences and i, I have always admired you know people that could create so i for somehow uh, risked you know i think you have to have a bit of to be brave to start something new when you're an adult because we we are taught to think that we learn everything when we are young, but I, I don't think that's 
we, life is very long, so we can learn everything anytime, I guess. I think that is such a powerful point. That is really um, something. And we, we have to continuously recreate ourselves because things change. Our mindsets change and we can't be and do the same things and shift our mind. It just doesn't, it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I love that you are self-taught and that you carry that spirit and that confidence to be able to do what it is that you were doing in a manner that serves others, gives, mm-hmm. creates, and you're not afraid to put that creation out there. I think that that's the, the analogy with birth, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's kind of birthing, like, yeah, it's, the thing is, it, it took, it was a process, you know, when I first started painting, I was always looking for good comments. Oh, that's, you know, now it, I don't need so much validation uh, of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I feel more, uh, let's say, empowered in what I'm doing. And, and I find that what matters is that, uh, what the, the expression of it, not just, not, not the end result, the whole process of creation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the process. And oftentimes we don't want to do the process. We just kind of want to go from beginning to end. <laughs> yes, right. But, the, but the, the lessons are in the process. Yes. What, the, the information that you're going to use to empower you and whatever you're creating is in the process, you yes. know? And so, you know, sometimes some processes can be difficult. I get it. Um, but you know, I think that it's up to us to find ways to make things pleasurable. Okay. So what, what inspired you to do such a project? What was your inspiration for this project? For this particular project? So when I was pregnant myself, um, when I was carrying my baby in my body, <laughs> uh, I started painting and doing pregnancy portraits. Mm-hmm. I used my art for myself. And then, um, then I felt it's a powerful tool of healing mm. and of, you know, of connecting with your inside because sometimes we can't, you know, express, express everything just with words. Uh, I think art is a great tool to take out what, what arises and especially during, um, uh, during pregnancy and during, you know, even during birth and postpartum. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, you know, coming to the surface. So I think art, art has, um, is a great tool. So after uh, I started two years ago um, painting pregnancy portraits of other women mm. and they would share their birth stories. And also I, I was uh, being certified to become a doula. So everything was uh, around, everything I did after becoming a mom uh, was around that you know uh, special moment of of uh, a person person like of a woman's life mm-hmm. so i started so then i found that okay um i felt that it wasn't just it wasn't enough to just make the pregnancy portraits mm-hmm. i felt that uh, each woman is uh, has has a story to say and why not to put it all together in a book and mm-hmm and share it to the world right because um the more i got into like when i came to bolivia back to bolivia because i was in canada for some years Mm -hmm. um i participated you know in different uh, circles of of 
of women. Mm-hmm. And the issue of, you know, there is a very high C-section rate. Um, yes. So I find that there's a lot of obstet- obstetric violence, um, mm-hmm. intimidation, like, uh, so there, there are themes that, that I would like to, that women, uh, you know, raise their voice and share to the world. But right. I think, you know, when, when we talk about women's rights, at least here in Bolivia, nobody talks about birthing rights. Right. So, uh, so I think it's something that needs uh, atta- attention. And and another inspiration is to honor, to to honor the mother, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, through their birth stories and through birth story sharing and through art. Right. I I totally love that process that you went through to get to where you are. Um, and I totally agree with the idea that women have to, I mean, birth is such a vulnerable space. And so we have to be able to own that space for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody can know unless you have been through and even for each woman, her particular pregnancy and delivery process is different Mm -hmm. it's all different and so it's so critical it's like who else can you listen to but the woman the person who was giving birth (laughs) who else can you listen to yes exactly so no amount of studies there's no amount of you know expertise as a doctor there's it's like almost like there's this attempt to control something that's uncontrollable. Yes. And I think that that's what, unfortunately, many things are about, trying to control the human mind, trying to control the woman's body, try, you know? And it's, it's really, when you consider it, it's foolish. Um, but this is what the world that we have lived in. But as you've stated, things are unraveling. Women are starting to realize certain things about their bodies and about the birthing process, more doulas and midwives are coming back into circulation, which is helping, I believe, the rates of women who are experiencing birth traumas. Um, And I think that that is how we know that the tides are turning and changing. And I love that um, you talked about before in your country, there was a law passed where there can be this collaboration between the traditional uh, ways of birthing and OBGYN uh, ways of doing things. And so it's being welcomed into the country. When was that law passed and how is the integration? Because we know that a law can be passed, but then the actual. I have actually the little book of the law on my hands right now. It, it, it was passed on December, 2013. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's law 459-459. Mm-hmm. And it asks, for collaboration of traditional healers so that includes you know the midwives and um and that collaboration through their practices um with the academic medicine right Mm -hmm. Uh, so i attended this um this meeting uh Mm -hmm. at a small village here in um Oh, are you still there? I'm not hearing the, you. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yes, now me? I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Now I okay. can hear you. Great. So you were saying that you attended a, a meeting in a small village. Yeah. 
it, it the pre, there was a uh, presence of medical doctors from and they put a case together to as you said you know to put to make it more real because the law exists but it only operates in specific places of bolivia in the city um it's not common to see you know a traditional midwife in a hospital but it's more common i mean the i found i think that your microphone is breaking up a lot maybe if you yeah turn the video down yes, off. okay okay great. go ahead can you hear me yes i can hear you clearly now yes great so um so I was saying that in the cities, it's mm -hmm. not very common to, to find a traditional midwife mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a hospital. But yes, mm -hmm. you can find them in, in, in the villages. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the villages lack, you know, they attend more, um, there are not as many hospitals, it's less, you know, so it's, it's complicated. But what, there is so much wisdom, ancestral wisdom here in Bolivia. Mm -hmm. that um, that what what is encouraging is that the midwives uh, have um, students under their wings excellent so mm -hmm. they do pass they're older in you know but they do pass the knowledge on the next generation so Mm -hmm. Well, that's excellent. I think that that's critical. And I think that a lot of the knowledge, as you said, is ancestral wisdom. And a lot of things are really going to have to be you trusting yourself as a midwife, because I don't know that I know any midwives that don't have a certain level of internal trust, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, I think one of the things that I, I've said, and I continue to say is that, you know, I also learned to become, to be a postpartum doula, but I also have to be very careful that what I say and what I speak is really, um, you know, going back to the mother and saying, well, how do you feel? And let's talk about how you feel and, and what I know and what we can negotiate that, that is done because it's still a very personal process. And a lot of times, you know, I've seen situations where the midwife was in tune and understood enough where they could say, all right, this is what you need to do. And the mother did it and she was fine. Right. But that mm -hmm. takes a lot of years and a lot of internal trust and a lot of connection to source, I think, in order to get that kind of information. So on one hand, I'm glad that this is growing. But on the other hand, we don't want a situation where the process is becoming commodified either. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I do love that, you know, that ancestral wisdom is being, being shared. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to ask you, first of all, you're still in the process of completing the book or birth as you please, or have you completed it? No, it's, I'm in the process of okay. completing it. It will be ready by February, 2020. Mm -hmm. And so in this book, you have 21 women. Mm -hmm. are at various stages of birthing pregnant just gave birth is that how it is yes some of them uh, are pregnant gave birth are, or are mothers for many years and they just recall their birth giving experience mm -hmm. so it will be very uh full it spectrum. Will be very diverse um full spectrum as they say exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly full spectrum because it um yeah so um, mm -hmm. 
So in and of in and of itself, it'll be a learning tool for women who are looking to have children or, you know, looking to have a different birthing experience with their next children or something like that, right? Yes, 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 yes. And you know, the I want to uh, for instance, the title of the book is Birth as You Please, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so it refers to okay please could refer to pleasure that of course hopefully we all have pleasurable uh births but but sometimes it's not possible so that's not my uh ideology mm-hmm. as much as must the title is refers more to birth as you wish as you choose because mm-hmm. even if you if a woman chooses uh to use an epidural or mm-hmm. to you know to birth at home or mm-hmm. to have a c-section because it's needed uh, but uh, the point is that she made she makes a choice mm-hmm. the final choice um, so i do i am pro more you know uh, normal birth and natural birth mm-hmm. but uh, i i also feel that um, it's important to acknowledge all birth giving experiences at the same time Absolutely. Yeah, we can certainly don't want women to feel like just because she had an epidural or if she had to take pain meds or if she had to get a C-section that her birth is less valid. That's absolutely not the case. Um, mm-hmm. But the promotion is for it to be natural because that's the way that it had, has been done for a long time. And Lord yes. knows what the, the situation is around when women have because unfortunately doctors want to schedule things like I had a woman a young woman who was going to have a baby and the doctor wanted to do a um I don't even remember what it's called but it's something where they like sweep the cervix um because he wants the 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 um cervix to open up accelerated um in an accelerated time and I'm like that's so strange just let it happen (laughs) right and she's like I don't want to do it right yeah what what uh, I'm feeling is that um, yes, we sh- like the the woman shouldn't be the focus of like make making them feel bad. But yes, there there has to be more talks around, as you said, you know, uh, how much is the birthing process respected? How much, how many interests like the private doctors have, you know, mm-hmm. to to s- schedule C-section and how much um, there is obstetric violence? Those are themes that. Um, I think um, mothers can can gain, you know, reclaim a little bit their, not just a little bit, but reclaim their rights how to birth and and without feeling shame of their birthing experience. For instance, I met this woman that she birthed both of her children with C-section, mm-hmm. um, uh, but afterwards she's now a doula here in La Paz and she's an advocate of natural and normal birth. Right. So it uh, that's how she empowers and she heals her her process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a, a niche in this. So, for example, for myself, I'm a plus size woman, and when I was giving birth, um, you know, there was this whole you know my doctors harassing me about being perhaps if I would get gestational diabetes and all this other <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, you all are harassing me because I'm overweight. Not because you really think that I'm going, I don't have any signs of that. I'm completely healthy, (laughs) but you're harassing me and trying to fear me into 
taking all these tests and doing all this stuff and I'm not doing it. And that's the bottom mm-hmm, line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Yes. And um, if, I, if there was something wrong, I would know. I would know. Yes. And, I would, and I would inform you. Um, and so this is a conversation and it's not a, um, a you telling me. And I think yes. that that's more so that the, the mindset that women have to have. No one has yes. more knowledge than you do about what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the history of the world, and I know definitely in this country, is that women have always been told how to, to consider and have a relationship with their bodies, whether through birthing, through the clothes that they wear, through, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that this, this concept and this title of this book, Birth As You Please, is very powerful for that reason. Um, because it's like, do things as you please. That's it. <laughs> yes. So what are some things that you learned through this project that you did not know before about the birthing process, about um, anything, about women, about your country and the laws? Just to clarify again, I'm, um, I live in Bolivia because my <laughs> the father of my son, my partner is Bolivian, mm. but my, my original uh, background is from Greece. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I live here. Uh, so yeah, I also consider it my country because I've lived here a um, long time. But mm-hmm. uh, so what I've learned to answer your question, um, I think that what I, I also shared before, during the, it's such an uh, important phase of, of a woman, you know, being a, becoming a mother, it's like mm-hmm. a process that I feel that uh, there is in in some you know before women were were in tribe mm. so they would they, they would you know support each other um, mm-hmm. so in critical their, in their you know in their small communities or their big communities there was more of that uh, nowadays I think thank god there are doulas but not everyone has access to doulas because you know sometimes like I couldn't afford the doula when I was pregnant mm. um, so I, fi- I, I find that women need that you know mothers do need mm-hmm. that tribe that is lost especially in the cities and some some parts of the world are le- it depends where you are as well you know which part of the world you are absolutely so, I agree. Mm-hmm. that's why so i became I found, a postpartum doula by the way because i wanted to be able to support women the way that i desire to be supported when i child. you know had a child but child. Yes. yes so you have yeah, two I, different I guess, perspectives you have the greek perspective and you have the bolivian perspective and you have the canadian perspective so you yeah. have three perspectives <laughs> so that's great <laughs> i i mean i have been I have been living in different parts of the world, so that's why I want the book also to be, you know, uh, to not so, so the diversity, but also so the commonalities. You know, even though uh, coming from different cultures, mm-hmm. you know, you are in the states. I'm in Bolivia, but we can communicate, and there are common themes to mm-hmm. to share and to to talk about. So exactly. I think creating and reclaiming reclaiming the community you know that it's it was a natural thing before but now it's it's uh, i think it's it's lost but you know uh, there's always that need so we, that's why we are out there trying our best mm-hmm. 
I agree. I agree. We certainly have to reclaim the communities that we existed in. And in order to do that, we have to let down a lot of these false concepts and ideals that we have picked up through, you know, through the years. Um, There's a lot of false concepts and ideals of things that, you know, you know, if women don't want to work after having a child, it's like it's frowned upon, <laughs> um, you know, that a woman should do everything, even right yes. after she has a baby is like, you know, this thing that people feel like she needs to do. Um, to it's, it's successful or whatever. Right. Yes. To have a career and be a mom and do, I'm like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> and it, you know what? I mean, uh, like my, because my background, professional, I have studied economics and business. Ah, <laughs> nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to do, nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. And I, I it's not that I'm rejecting it. I'm using some of the things I have learned, you know, through, in that project Mm -hmm. but what I uh, my son is now two years old and a half and I he he's he's with me most of the time he goes to to school three you know three times a week for three hours so that I can put some energy and my energy on the project but Mm -hmm. for me it was like okay I I don't I I it's sacred, you know, that the first years of, I preferred earning less than losing this time with my son, you know? Right. And I think that that's a concept that people don't understand. I think, honestly, I believe that person, that up until in their formative years, what I call the early childhood years from birth to about the age of six, seven, that mm-hmm. they really need to gain the family's wisdom and get a really good foundation Um, and then go off to be in school if that's what families choose. My daughter was homeschooled up until recently. Um, and I still actually want to homeschool her. So I'm, you know, working on some things so that I can get myself to the point where I can do that. Um, and you know, I think that that is discounted and people, I don't know in, in this country in particular, I hear people complain a lot about things like child support and things like that. And I'm like, I don't think that people really understand the process that it takes to raise a child. <laughs> I think that it's so, it's so discounted and it's so um, denigrated that it's being outsourced (laughs) it's being outsourced but even with the outsourcing you pay a lot for it because it is a serious process right like you don't pay a little bit i don't know about in in bolivia or um in canada or in greece but in america you pay a lot for child care (laughs) actually in canada it depends where you are like in montreal uh it's quite affordable in Mm. toronto it's very expensive but I, I would I would tell everyone you know even if I could afford it in when I was in Toronto, I wouldn't uh, go for right. it. Right, right. Because again, your child is still learning someone else's way of being. Yes. They're not learning. You know, do we fal- value our family values and legacy, or are we valuing something else? Right. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that wholeheartedly, and that was one of my things. I said when I have another child. Um, because I'm 37, so I still have some couple of years to kick some another <laughs> child out. <laughs> when I have another child, like I want to be able to stay home for the yeah. min- a minimum of five years. But yeah. I'm also very clear. This is why women in business and entrepreneurship and mm-hmm, enterprise, mm-hmm. 
you know, are very critical. And so I think yes. you are using your background in economics and business with what you're doing now. You're merging them very okay. well. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's hope <laughs> everything goes yeah. well. <laughs> oh, it will. It absolutely will. And I want you to tell everyone about the where they can go to um, contact you about contributing, donating, etc. Okay, so the uh, they can enter in the Google and and look for birth as you please mm-hmm. campaign. And there are different rewards I have created. There is a Mother's Day special as well. Uh, depending on the purchasing power of each person, you know, um, everything is, is, is welcome. And of course, if uh, someone find, finds themselves in the situation that they cannot contribute, they can just spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else I wanted to share? That, uh, yeah, they can find me on Facebook as Amankaya Create as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. It will be over on Sunday. There is, I'm thinking of perhaps extending it three more days just mm-hmm. for the, you know, if some people uh, give a last chance, perhaps, right, right. perhaps, perhaps Wednesday, but I will be deciding that on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, I will be, you know, make, making it public if it will actually be extending or not. Absolutely. So that's through Indiegogo, find the birth as you please. Um, a fundraiser. And this is for women by women speaking from the mouth of women globally. So this is a powerful project. And the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, I need to learn more and see, (laughs) you know, because these are the kinds of things that truly empower women to stand in their power to um, rely on and understand themselves and one another, right? Yes to get the best for us as women and for Mm -hmm. our families and for our communities. Because when we work, we work for our families and communities. We do not just do it for ourselves. Right. So. Yes. And for our children, um, I think it's, it's quite uh, inspirational and it's actually funny at the same time because my son looks at the pregnancy portraits and he knows (laughs) Right. You know, all the, tab- right. uh, all the taboos or how your babies, how babies are born mm-hmm. uh, can be explained through, through uh, you know, through an image. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's yeah, how we absolutely. all get here. No one comes on this earth but through a woman. <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. ensuring that she is pleased, that she is strong within herself that she is loving of herself and trusting of herself is only going to ensure that those are the kinds of children that we raise um and that's the bottom line so do you have any final words or anything else that you want to share uh i want to thank you once again (laughs) for your invitation and and thank you for for your dedication to to women and to mothers. And, Likewise. Mm-hmm. And thank you for believing in, in the project. Absolutely. Likewise. I always appreciate women who are standing in their truth and sharing that with other women and pulling other women up in the process. That is absolutely necessary and very powerful. So I want to thank you as well. 
So. Yes. And thanks everyone for listening as well. Yes. Thank you all for listening and Mm -hmm. please share this episode and share it and share it with someone that you know um, so that we can get the word out about what's going on in the world legally, spiritually, emotionally, (laughs) everything that is happening (laughs) um, that is causing these changes to manifest. I'm so glad to be alive in a time such as this. And so thank you all for listening and please return to the next episode. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve so please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters we would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts and you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com You can also visit the website and send your comments there, www.mommyevolve.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.